So we're all struggling to make it in this uh, current economy. Prices are up. Wages are not up, even though uh, Kamala Harris said they're up. She said electrical costs are down. They're not down. They're way up. But as I said last show, the Biden administration's mantra is it's not a lie if you believe it. And they believe it. They're doing a great job. They, they're firmly convinced they are doing a great, 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 great job. One of the reasons why they're doing a great job is because their administration is the most diverse administration ever. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, articulated that yesterday. If you missed her comment, I'll replay it for you now. I want to take the opportunity to, to lay out uh, what how diverse the president's cabinet has been, how diverse the president's administration has been. Uh, the cabinet is majority people of color for the first time in history. The cabinet is majority female for the first time in history. A majority of White House senior staff identify as female. Forty percent of White House senior staff identify as part of the racially diverse communities. And a record seven assistants to the president's are openly LGBTQ+. So, again, this is something that the president prides himself on. Uh, that he actually has taken action to show uh, the diversity of this administration. Hooray diversity. Yes. No mention of competence in there. And I think we see evidence of the lack of competence in their policies gone wrong. But good news. They are now going to, quote, look at a highly diverse group of world-class economists to replace the vice chairman of the Federal Reserve. His name is Lael Branyard, and he's leaving the Federal Reserve to go join the White House, replacing Brian Deese, who was director of the National Economic Council. So I don't know if Lael Branyard meets the uh, diverse qualification, because Brian Deese is a white man. I don't know if he's homosexual or heterosexual, uh, but he's leaving, and so Lyle Branyard is coming in, so they have to replace the vice chairman of the Fed, and they said yesterday they're going to look at a diverse group of world-class economists. Now, this caught the attention of none other than world's richest man, Elon Musk, who tweeted in response to this, maximum skill with monetary policy is extremely important in this role. A bad Fed decision affects the lives of everyone. Yes, it does affect the lives of everyone because... All these diverse people in the Biden administration are the ones who thought it'd be a great idea for him to spend and spend and spend and spend and have spent us into the inflation that we are all now dealing with. And so we need them to be competent right now to get us out of this mess. And I don't have a lot of confidence in them being competent because the person who it is most important for them to be competent other than the president, which he's decidedly not competent, would be the person who becomes president if something happens to the president. And that person is Kamala Harris. Now, Kamala Harris, I have before mocked for her uh, tone and uh, manner of speaking in which she treats us all like we're second graders. And she has an annoying habit of saying the same thing over and over and over and over again, as someone once described, and I'm exceedingly jealous that I didn't think of this description. She talks like someone giving a book report for a book she hasn't read. That is 100% on the money, right? You're just, you're rambling. You're trying to talk like what you have to say is somewhat relevant, but you don't really know the material, so you're just trying to fake it. She speaks as if she's giving a book report for a book she has not read. And she has a lot of really bad habits 
one of which is to expose her strange love for Venn diagrams. A Venn diagram is where you say, well, I know this thing, so you draw a circle, that's one thing, then you know another thing, and you draw a circle around that, and then you know a third thing, and you draw a circle around that, and if the three intersect anywhere where all three things have something in common, that's like the common area in what is called a Venn diagram. Well, Kamala loves Venn diagrams. She talks a lot about Venn diagrams. She was talking about Venn diagrams yesterday again in a fashion only Kamala Harris can speak like. Think of it then in the context of like, I like to think about a lot of things in the context of a Venn diagram. I love Venn diagrams. Always ask, is there a Venn diagram for this? I'm telling you, it's fascinating when you do. So Venn diagram, those three circles, right? And if you want to add some more circles to the Venn diagram, the solutions also look like what we need to do to invest in a clean energy economy. Mm. We're going to solve the energy crisis they created, by the way, by drawing another Venn diagram. Now, she got to be vice president because she herself was the common area in a Joe Biden Venn diagram. One circle, I need a vice president. Second circle, I need a woman. Third circle, I need a black person. Hey, Kamala Harris is in that circle. Okay, Kamala. I know you called me a racist during the presidential debates, but there's really not much bleed over here in this area. We got the mayor of Atlanta and we got Susan Rice and we got Stacey Abrams. Like, no, heavens no. So congrats. Come on down, Kamala. You're my vice president. Yeah, we'll forget that whole awkward point where you tried to call me a racist because I was best friends with Robert Byrd. So Kamala Harris became vice president because of the Biden administration's enslavement to diversity. And she herself is a walking Venn diagram. Now, I played for you yesterday this interchange between Democratic strategist Celinda Lake and Brett Baer on special report, where Celinda Lake was talking about the wind at the back of the Biden administration because of how many things they're getting right. And Brett Baer challenged her when it came to her glowing evaluation of Vice President Kamala Harris. Joe Biden is running, in my opinion, and uh, will be, and Democrats are excited about that. Secondly, we're proud of our Vice President. She's shown um, incredibly eloquent spokesperson on the abortion issue, incredibly eloquent in foreign policy, She's mastered the game. She's a real ally of Joe Biden's. We've got a lot of good Democrats who are, uh, are proud of the record of Joe Biden and want to run with him on that record. Yeah, but Celinda, you have to acknowledge that there have been a lot of stories in not conservative outlets questioning uh, the vice president's ability politically uh, to lead the party. Well, I think it's very typical that there are a lot of articles questioning the two women uh, leaders in our parties, Nikki Haley and uh, the vice president. I don't think it's accidental that there'd be a lot of sources questioning the women. And I'm excited for the future when we have two women running against each other and we're guaranteed a woman president. Okay, did you notice what she did there? She went to Kamala Harris's fantastic, and then Brett Baer said, uh, actually, no, she's not. Uh, Politico and a lot of left-wing organizations talk about how 
silly her laugh is and how unprepared she is on the issues. And then Celinda Lake, she is a Democratic strategist, went right back to the what? The diversity card, the diversity, equity, and inclusion card. And she equated criticism of Kamala Harris to criticism of Nikki Haley running. Now, first of all, the only criticism of Nikki Haley running is coming from the left because Nikki Haley is not a Democrat. That's her that's her grand sin. She's not a Democrat. People criticize Kamala Harris because she's incompetent, not because she's a woman. Okay, that's why they criticize her as much as you would like to think so. So I was folding all this in the Celinda Lake. Silly defense of Kamala Harris and Kamala Harris proving how silly Celinda Lake is to defend her by talking again about Venn diagrams. And the two's words just kept getting jumbled up in my head. Think of it then in the context of like I like to think about a lot of. Ah, here we go. I love Venn diagrams. Is there a Venn diagram for this? We're proud of our vice president. She's incredibly eloquent. Venn diagram, those three circles, right? I'm telling you, it, it, it's fascinating. We're proud of our vice president. She's incredibly eloquent. She's mastered the game. So Venn diagram, those three circles, right? And if you want to add some more circles to the Venn diagram. She's a real ally. You know, I like Venn diagrams. Okay, so if you look, I do. She's incredibly eloquent. So... Let me tell you, um, I love Venn diagrams. I love Venn diagrams. You know the three circles? I love Venn diagrams. You're just cracking up. Well, we're all cracking up. Yeah. We will talk to Jack Windsor, the Ohio Press Network, top of the hour. Jack was unable to be with us last week. We had a lot to talk to Jack about. The uh, East Palestine train derailment. Pete Buttigieg, the Transportation Secretary, showing up yesterday. Uh, Lieutenant Governor John Husted, by the way, was uh, in attendance last night at the ribbon-cutting ceremony for Columbus Classical Academy. I got the chance to chat with uh, the Lieutenant Governor for a while. He and his wife were there, which I thought was awesome showing support for classical education, for private school education. Uh, Hopefully, Lieutenant Governor Husted will uh, push Speaker of the House Jason Stevens toward expanding school choice in the state of Ohio. Governor DeWine has it in his state budget, not to the degree that he should, uh, but perhaps John Husted feels differently about that than Governor DeWine, and maybe he could use that as uh, something to further his own campaign for governor, which he announced uh, pretty much yesterday. Uh, Now, we have uh, new crime news in the city of Columbus. Not good, of course. A woman died in a shooting in East Columbus this morning, uh, just after 7 a.m. A woman rushed to Grant Medical Center, but uh, later died. They have a man in custody as a person of interest. At least he was home at the time. So we'll see how that one goes. But uh, also in judicial matters and criminal matters, a Franklin County Common Pleas Court judge yesterday said no, that former uh, Sheriff's Office Deputy Jason Mead is not entitled to a change of venue for his murder trial in the shooting death of Casey Goodson Jr. That is coming up on like two and a half years, I think. By the time we get to a trial, it'll probably be two and a half years. Casey Goodson died in a shooting on December the 4th, 2020. He was entering his grandmother's home in the Northland area when Deputy Meade shot him and 
there's this dispute about, did Casey Goodson have a gun? Did he point it at, first of all, another car to gain the attention of Jason Meade, who was engaged on a task force matter with uh, another law enforcement agency at the time? But if you're a law enforcement officer of any type and you see someone drive past you and they have a handgun out and you see the gun and they appear to point it at another person, well, that's a crime. And you don't know what the person's intent is. So this will be interesting when it comes out at trial is, you know, I think people tend to think, well, why did he follow him? He wasn't following. Casey Goodson was not germane to the whole matter that Jason Meade was engaged in at the time. He was doing his job as a law enforcement officer. Somebody with a gun out is a threat to the community. And you have to go and you have to try to neutralize that threat. Now, did Casey Goodson point the gun at Jason Meade? Did he fire the gun at Jason Meade? We don't have a lot of details on this. And, of course, the uh, Goodson family is uh, frustrated with the pace of the case. Uh, What I'm frustrated with is that the judge in the case did not rule yesterday that the defense, excuse me, the prosecution, the judge did not rule yesterday that the prosecution is precluded from, not allowed to, refer to Casey Goodson in this case as a victim. Okay, now look, I know y'all might think that because Casey Goodson wound up deceased in this altercation, confrontation, interaction, however you want to phrase it, with Jason Meade, what is germane to this situation is that Jason Meade gets a fair trial. If he's convicted, he's convicted. If he's exonerated, he's exonerated. The trial has to be a fair trial. I question the wisdom of the judge, the propriety of the judge, denying the motion for a change of venue. Because I tend to agree, from having followed this, because I read the news headlines every day, I tend to agree that it is very possible that Jason Meade will not get a fair trial in Franklin County. There's just been too much publicity on this case. Uh, The family... And I have no problem with the family being quoted. The family's entitled to voice their frustration. They're entitled to voice their allegations. Jason Mead, of course, is not going to say anything in the press because his attorneys would not be doing their job if they allowed him to talk to the press. But it's all, the coverage has all been, and always is, if a family decides to speak out, always one-sided. Always one-sided. It's always tilted toward the person who ends up deceased. But to allow the prosecutors to speak of Casey Goodson as the victim. Look, you can be shot by a police officer and not be a victim. You can be shot by a police officer if the if the shooting is justified and not be a victim because for the shooting to be justified, you have to have done something to precipitate the actions of the officer. And that is what is at issue in this case. Did Casey Goodson do something, anything, to justify Jason Meade shooting him in the back? He said, oh, in the back. There came a-. Again, do I have to go through this again? That an officer fires his weapon, and if the person who gets shot has already shot at the officer and then is turning around running? 
Is there somebody else that the person is running toward with a gun? An officer in that case is justified firing a weapon. I don't know what happened here. I just know that we are predisposed to think if someone's shot in the back, then the shooting could not possibly be justified. And that's just not accurate. There are cases where the shooting can be justified, even when the victim, even, see, I did it myself, even when the person is shot in the back, even when the person is shot multiple times, as Casey Goodson was. He was shot five times in the back. We don't know where the sixth shot is. Did he miss? Did it hit Casey Goodson? I don't know. They haven't told us. Also at issue here is, did Casey Goodson have a gun? Jason Meade makes his entire case around the fact that he saw a gun, gun was pointed at someone else, and that Casey Goodson had that gun and either shot at him or pointed it at him. If you point a gun at a police officer, them shooting you is justified. You cannot point a weapon at a police officer. But we don't know there was a gun found. We don't know where it was found. Was it found in Casey Goodson's hand? Was it found on the ground beside him? Was it found in his in the waistband of his pants? We don't know this. They haven't told us yet. So I just can't even fathom why this judge can't make up his mind that the prosecutors can't use the term victim to refer to Casey Goodson. The judge in the case is David Young. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. But uh, there is also with this case a federal civil rights lawsuit. But that case cannot go forward until the criminal case against Jason Meade is adjudicated. Don't have a trial date. It was supposed to happen, but it was postponed. All right, as I said, we're going to talk to Jack Windsor next. Can't wait to talk to Jack about his view. I want to get Jack to give me a 40,000-foot view of the whole political battle for winning the three-week-after-the-fact East Palestine train derailment. Because I don't consider myself to have like any kind of brilliant insight on these matters. It shouldn't have been hard when these train cars derailed and then were detonated to supposedly make the scene less dangerous, that this was going to become a highly political situation. There are political points to be scored, and if you don't score them, someone else does. 